Welcome to the Way Fellowship Church of Dallas podcast series. Please enjoy this message by our own senior pastor, Tavares Gardner. And Adam knew Eve, his wife, and became pregnant and bore Cain. And she said, I have gotten and gained a man with the help of the Lord. And next she gave birth to his brother Abel. Now Abel was a keeper of sheep, but Cain was a tiller of the ground. And in the course of time, Cain brought to the Lord an offering of the fruit of the ground. If you read three again, you, you, you won't miss why God rejected his. Uh, and verse four, and Abel brought of the firstborn. Y'all catch that. And you'll see why God respected Abel's. He brought of the firstborn of his flock. Everybody say firstborn. And of the fat portion, then the Lord had respect and regard for Abel and his offering. But for Cain, his offering, he had no respect or regard. So Cain was exceedingly angry. Everybody say exceedingly angry and indignant. And he looked sad and depressed. And the Lord said to Cain, why are you angry? Why do you look sad and depressed and dejected? If you do well, will you not be accepted? And if you do not do well, sin crouches at your door. Its desire is for you, but you must master it. Everybody say, master it. And Cain said to his brother, let's go out to the field. Now, y'all have to know this is the course of time. Things had progressed over this time. And so now they're going out to the field. He said, let's go out to the field. And when they were in the field, Cain rose up and slew his brother, killed him. And the Lord said to Cain, where is Abel, your brother? And he said, I do not know. Am I my brother's keeper? And the Lord said, what have you done? The voice of your brother's blood is crying to me from the ground. And now you are cursed. Everybody say cursed. By reason of the earth, which has opened its mouth to receive your brother's shed blood and by your from your hand. When you till the ground, it shall no longer yield its strength. Touch your neighbor said you will become infertile. You're not going to be able to produce nothing. You shall be a fugitive and a vagabond. On the earth, in perpetual exile, a degraded outcast. Then Cain said to the Lord, my punishment is greater than I can bear. Behold, you have driven me out this day from the face of the land and from your face. Did y'all hear that? When you are a wanderer and a vagabond, you are driven from the face of the Lord. It's almost as if you see his backside. You will never see his face. Sin has consequences. You may be seated. I hate to bust your bubble, but sin has consequences. Will you say sin has consequences? How many people in here have, uh, you are currently maybe suffering some type of consequence from some sin you have done since you've been saved? Oh, that's a few people. All right. The rest of y'all going to play like, all right. You do know that sin, again, has consequences. Now, we may not get the full brunt of the consequences, but we're going to reap some type of consequence for our sin actions. All right. That's why God is very merciful, because he should allow the full, again, the full brunt of consequences of wrongdoing to knock us out. But thank God for the blood and his mercy. The show is quiet in this room today. Will you holler back at your boy and say, thank God for the mercies of God. 
All right, I need you to understand that if you don't deal with offense, if you don't deal with offense, if you do not deal with offense, uh, it will produce, guess what, more fruit of sin, such as bitterness, anger, and resentment. If you don't deal with offense, let me say it again, it will produce more fruit of sin, bitterness, such as bitterness, anger, and resentment. And these three substances, these three substances harden our hearts. They harden our hearts. We no longer become tender. We become hard as a brick. I need to mention this again. I've mentioned it a few weeks ago, but I have to bring it up again, that uh, one way that the enemy, that the enemy keeps a person in an offended state is to keep the offense hidden and cloaked with pride. I said this a few weeks ago, but it bears repeating again. He cloaks the offense with pride. Everybody say, he cloaks the offense with pride. Pride will keep you from admitting your true condition. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Uh, pride keeps you from dealing with truth. Everybody say, pride keeps me from dealing with truth. It distorts vision. Come on, say it with me. It distorts vision. Pride distorts vision if I don't deal with offense. Mm, here it is, something else. You never change when you think everything is fine. Also, pride hardens your heart and dims the eyes of your understanding. It keeps you from the change of heart, repentance that will set you free. Pride causes you to view yourself always as the victim. Your attitude becomes, well, I was mistreated, so I deserve to act the way that I'm acting. I'm noticing here in the church, and not only in the church, but church-wide, 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 we have a lot of people that have multiple personalities. You're one way at church, but you're a different person on social media. My friends and my sisters and my brothers, hallelujah, you, you, you almost are dealing with bipolarism. I can't hear anybody say, you are bipolar. One way you at church, hallelujah, and when I see you on Facebook, you're a totally different person. Why come I can't, why you can't be the same, hallelujah? Why do you always look dejected when I see you, but when I see you on Facebook, when I see you on, on Instagram, you look... Why you doing all that? Hmm? And I can tell that you are a wanderer because you're unstable in all of your ways. Because one way you at church, a, a wanderer, a wanderer, they are unstable, even in their emotions. As we sung in the Baptist church, sometimes I'm up. Sometimes I'm down, almost level to the ground. It's quiet in here. It's real quiet. Because you won't deal with offense. You always play the victim. It's always the other person's fault. It's never your fault. Pride always makes you 
look at somebody else versus looking at yourself. Because you believe you're innocent and falsely accused, you hold back forgiveness. Though your true heart's condition is hidden from you, <laughs> it is not hidden from God. When you touch your neighbor and say, it is not hidden from God. My heart's true condition is not hidden from God. It may be hidden from me, but it ain't never hidden from God. God knows the condition of my heart. And the Bible says in Jeremiah, I believe, the heart is most deceitful. And people have nerve to say all the time, well, you know, God knows my heart. Yes, he does. Oh, yes, he does. He knows your heart is filthy and nasty and needs regeneration. Why y'all ain't talking back to me there? But there is a cure. Everybody say, there is a cure. Let's look over in Revelations chapter 3. There's a church called Laodicea. Mm -hmm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm, yeah, it sure is. It's the, it's, it's, it's the church. It's the church. It's the church. It's the church in Revelations chapter 3. Uh, he said, go on to Revelations 3 and 14. have it. Say, I got it. Now, I didn't write this, so if you get mad, you get mad at the one, uh, you get mad at John. But ultimately, you need to get mad at Jesus Christ because Jesus Christ told John to write it. Mm -hmm, FYI, right there. And the Bible says, And the angel, and to the angel, the messenger of the assembly of the church of Laodicea. These are the words of the amen, the trusty and faithful and true witness, the origin and beginning and author of God's creation. I know your works. We can just stop right there and just have a dialogue right there. Will you touch your neighbor and say, God knows my works. No, look at your other neighbor that look like they, they look mad. They look, they look, they look mad. Look, look at them and say, God knows my works. Come on, come on, come on. Look at the one behind you that, that, that uh, come on, look at the one behind you and say, God knows your works. real quiet right there. So you can always say, you, you, I mean, you need to stop saying, you know, uh, it's all right, all right. Uh, he said, I know your works and what you are doing. The old people taught, taught 
taught us in the old church, they said, uh, God is a looking and a booking. He's looking. What do you mean booking? He's right now. Because the Bible says we're going to have to give an account for every deed done in this body. Oh, the Bible is right. We're going to have to give an account for every deed we've done in this body. Uh, Jacob, turn this up because they're not hearing me. We're going to have to give an account for every deed done in this body. So you say, this is my body, I can do what I want to do. No, you cannot, because that's not your body. Let me tell you how I know it's not your body. Because as I, you know, Wednesday, when my dad passed and I went over to the house, my dad was dead as a doornail, just clay. No spirit in the body, just a shell. So let me tell you something. God can and at will and at any time snatch your little breath from your body and you. Uh, I just looked Tuesday. Tuesday, he, was, he had life in the body. Wednesday night, no life. Just. So don't tell me you can do what you want to do and that this is your body because the body belongs to God. Come on here. The soul and the spirit belongs to God. And in any moment when God calls your number and issues a warrant for your arrest to come back, I can't anybody say nothing. You are dead as a doornail. He made you. He created you. And he has the power to snatch your little breath out your body. So don't tell God I can do what I want to do. Can't nobody tell me nothing. Do you not know that you ain't nothing but dirt? Because you're made of dirt and when you die dirt you shall go back to. Why y'all ain't talking back to me? You ain't nothing but crystal dirt. I can't hear nobody say nothing. So I don't see how we all in this room, that, that just hit me. I don't see how we all can think we have arrived when you ain't nothing but dirt. Will you tap your neighbor? I know I told you I wasn't going to say it this year, but I changed my mind, and I got the power to change my mind. Will you tap? I, said, I didn't say touch. I said tap your neighbor, and you tell them you ain't nothing but dirt. Don't ever think you've arrived because you ain't nothing but dirt. And dirt you shall return when you die. You ain't nothing but dirt. And I don't care how much they embalm us. I don't care how much they put us in tune. Come on. And they lock up the casket where can't no air get in it. You still going to return back to.